welcome to Studio RC, an encouragement for your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max, and I am an alcoholic. I'm sober today only by the grace of God and the fellowship of the program as contained in our literature. I'm a follower of Jesus, um, and we have come, you've come to a special time. You, We're entering into that Advent season as we prepare for Christmas and the coming of Jesus and the Messiah. And so for the next uh, four weeks, we're going to look at different themes uh, this Advent season. Now, the, this, this intro will be the same each time, and then we're going to veer off and, and do a different theme each week. And so the theme is, uh, I, I, I was inspired by a Bible study as well as an old hymn, Christmas Carol, um, and the theme for this four-part series is The Weary World Rejoices. And I think uh, it's as applicable today as when it was written in uh, the old hymn. And I'm going to share with you the, 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 the hymn, O Holy Night. I'm going to read just the, the first verse to you. Um, I'm not going to sing, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, copyright laws, I don't think, can allow us to get it, it sung for you, or I, I, I would have done that. But um, a, a familiar Christmas carol that is sung in many churches, and it goes uh, like this. O holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. And then the, the chorus or refrain goes, fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angels' voices. Oh, night divine. Oh, night when Christ was born. Oh, night divine. Oh, night. Oh, night divine. What a beautiful, beautiful song. And that's going to inspire us throughout our, our Advent journey this year. And if you're watching at some other time, just imagine it's Christmas time. But um, and our, we're going to look at four different things, and it's going to be based on the lyrics. We're going to look at hope. Week one is going to be hope. Week two is peace. Week three is joy, and week four is love. And they're all based on a different part of the lyric. Uh, we're going to look at the weary world rejoices and having that hope in week one, or yonder breaks a new and glorious morn and we're going to look at peace during the second week and fall on your knees and and what joy and the theme of joy for week three and then O oh, night divine and how love is uh comes into uh it is the whole christmas story um and how it is infused with love um and we borrow the line from that, our, that, that Christmas hymn, O Holy Night, um, that thrill of hope, 
the weary world rejoices. And just for some background, um, it was written in 1847, but then it was translated into English in 1855. So it's a, it's a long song. And the truth is, our, our world honestly has been weary since Genesis 3. I feel it. I'm, I'm sure you feel it. Um, we're weary of the darkness, the pain, the doubt, the fear. We stand waiting. The writers of the Hebrew Scriptures knew, though, that they would... The wait would not last forever. Even in the midst of waiting, that thrill of hope sustained them. They could rejoice because they trusted in their hope, the hope of a promise, a promise of the Messiah, the light of the world. They waited with hope. The weary world waited. They waited many days we wait as the weary world. God's people look to the heavens and asked, and still today ask, how long? How long must we wait for the promise and the fulfillment of these promises that the light will come? We've waited Waited as the darkness grew. Waited in darkness. Waited in silence. But even in that, we hoped. The people who came before us with faith, they hoped. And now, here and today, we still stand waiting and hoping as well. We look back to that first Advent, that first Christmas, that first entering of into the world of the Messiah. And we also look toward the second one, the second coming. We're waiting on the Messiah to return. We're waiting for all things to be made new. We are waiting on the hope and the promises to be fulfilled. Now we have the privilege of knowing the full story. We know the promised Messiah came to earth. He died for the sins of the world. He is risen. He is conquering death and darkness and pain, doubt and feel, uh, fear. Excuse me. He is our thrill of hope. He is the reason the weary world rejoices. So I ask for you over the next four weeks, come on, come with me on an Advent journey as we look at a different theme inspired by the song, O Holy Night, and we embrace the truth that the weary world rejoices. When we were in the height of our addiction, when I was in the height of my addiction, weary was a great word to describe my world. I was weary all the time. Rejoicing, not so much. But today, we get to to remember that even the weary world will rejoice when that, that entrance of the higher power, that Messiah, Jesus comes into our lives and makes a difference. So come with me and, uh, and just come on this Advent journey as we prepare 
to celebrate and embrace all that Christmas offers. And what, uh, to just kind of keep me on track, I will do a 12-minute clock for each uh, week to try to keep that uh, this uh, a little shorter than longer, and, uh, and we'll go from there. So God bless, and here we go uh, for this week's Weary World Rejoices themed Advent encouragement. All right, let's put 12 minutes on the clock. Like the 12 days of Christmas, we'll put 12 minutes on the clock. And let's jump into this week's theme, week three, joy. From O Holy Night, the line is fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angels' voices. And, and that is, this is story, the, the story of the, the part of the shepherd's journey. Um, and as we, we, we do that, when we experience the hope fulfilled and the, the dawn of peace, we worship in, in this joyous celebration and we rejoice, we, we show praise. And Advent, though, is a time of waiting, but it's also a time of great joy and celebration. We have the privilege of looking back and of remembering when our Savior and Messiah came to earth to redeem us and to make all things new. So we have the benefit of that so that we can look back and be joyous at the, the occasion and know the outcome. Um, the shepherd's role in the Christmas story, uh, it's one of action. Shepherds were, it, it was not a glamorous job. Uh, you usually smelled, smelled like the animals, smelled like the fields. You slept with uh, the sheep. You fended off uh, wolves and other predators. Um, you helped the sheep because uh, the sheep weren't super smart. You helped them feed, graze in the, the grass and the, found them places to drink water. So the shepherd's life was, was, was a, hard, a hard life. Um, but they play this inter integral part in the Christmas story. When we encounter good news of, of this magnitude, when the, the angels came and, and tell, told them, you know, we, the, the, us, whether it's us, the shepherd, we react. The, that line in the Christmas song, the carol of O Holy Night, fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. Now, we don't know that the shepherds fell on their knees. The Bible doesn't say that specifically. But can you imagine? I, I, can't, I, I can only imagine it would have been impossible to not physically react to the news that they had just been told and the sights that they saw. Their lives were changed. The world was changed. How could their lives not be changed? And we're reminded in Luke 2, 10, don't be afraid. For look, I, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. The good news of a Savior, a Messiah. Jesus Christ was born on earth is good news of great joy. So the angels brought them this information and they went to go check it out. Jesus had entered the world and he was born to live this perfect life. So we too fall to our knees in worship, praising 
and glorifying God like the shepherds so long ago. Our Savior has come. We're the people of great joy because we know the good news. And we want to share that good news. That's why there is joy. Um, and I, I love the, the theme and, and just the picture of, of what joy can be. That first Christmas in Bethlehem, we again have the advantage of, of looking back and we know how it all plays out. But there were, as it was playing out, some unmet expectations, some unexpected circumstances. Jo uh, Joseph didn't expect a baby. Mary definitely didn't expect a manger. But they experienced the joy of a new birth. Um, God can use the most unexpected circumstances for his glory. He can use you. He can use me as a messenger of joy, of, of, of hope, of peace, of, of love. We can be used for that. But we also know, even as this story plays out, that joy can come through suffering. Being God's son didn't disqualify Jesus from suffering. And we, we see that through the Gospels and his ministry years. But Jesus continually said yes to God's will every day. And it culminated all the way to the crucifixion. Jesus modeled a life of daily faith. He submitted himself to the will of his Father. Thankfully, the obedient aren't called to suffer just for suffering's sake. God's end goal is in fact our joy. And that we can experience joy through our suffering. Um, Marshall Siegel, who wrote this book, The Joy We Know Only in Suffering, wrote this. God can build a blazing and refreshing sanctuary in the wilderness. He turns our deserts into places for us to explore and express greater depths of delight in him. Instead of being a threat to real joy, he often makes our suffering a means to even more joy. Whether we will not regret the past or wish to shut the door on it, we can experience joy even as we look back, even as we experience those things. The secret is, as people of faith, Christ is in us. It's not me in a different set of circumstances. It's, it's not me having a geographical cure, because the truth is, you know, everywhere I go, there I am, you know. And so getting into a, a, a new setting uh, for addicts and alcoholics never took care of our, our addiction. Um, that was the geographical cure. If, if you're uh, an alcoholic, a real alcoholic, real addict, the geographical cure is not going to help. It might might make it nicer, might uh, you know lessen rent or make it more expensive, but it's not going to take care of our problems. And one of the things as we come through some of that suffering 
that the, the, the bottoms in our lives, the challenges in our lives. We, we have the opportunity to serve with joy. And I'll ask you, how do we keep joy dancing in our souls once the decorations of Christmas are tucked away in the attic? Or I'll even say, how do we keep joy dancing in our souls once we've gotten over the initial parts of our recovery and things have sort of stabilized in our lives? That, that joy, even that desperation for continuing in our recovery journey. You know, why did Jesus come and, and how does his coming bring us unending joy? What, what was that, his entering into the world? Why was there joy? Our souls today know joy. Um, and our joy is in the holy that has come down in, in Jesus. We experience joy as we become more Christ-like, as we become more and more le- uh, of a servant. Um, there's a Greek word, kenosis, which means Christ's emptying of himself. And we, we want to do that ourselves, an emptying of ourselves. We're reminded in Matthew 20, 28, Jesus explained, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And I would say that as you're doing your steps and your recovery, each and every step points us to be, how can I be more useful to God and others? That's what the steps are about. And that positions us to serve rather than be served. To have the same attitude of Jesus. I can be useful to God and others. Just like Jesus wanted to serve rather than be served. And and in the song we talked about on our knees. On our knees is is where we start in prayer. That's where we'll, we'll stay in service again on our knees in that position of humility. It's where we'll sing, <coughs> excuse me, of the Holy One who has come on our knees. And therein is the, the, the encore. Jesus, uh, or joy, is in becoming more Christ-like as we serve. Joy in knowing that he is the ultimate reward. That's the reward. Um, not some lo- some some uh, location or but it's actually a person there's joy in knowing c.s lewis wrote god cannot give us a happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there there's no such thing so if he gives us happiness and peace that is from god god is in the midst of it because god couldn't be away from that because it's it's not part of his character. So when we have the happiness and peace of God, we can't have it we can't have happiness and peace or joy and peace apart from God because those things are of God. Um, yeah, let that run around your brain for a few minutes. And as we we come back to the shepherds, they left everything. They they took off to Bethlehem and they went full of faith that, that what or who they would find would be better than, any, than everything that they had left behind. And the truth is, they didn't come back disappointed. Um, C.S. Lewis, another quote, and this is from his book, Mere Christianity. Look for Christ, and you will find him. And with him, everything else. Look for him first. Choose him this Christmas, this Advent season. 
And when you do, you'll find the eternal pleasures and joy in abundance. When you realize that he is the reward, he, that relationship with Jesus is truly uh, what we're experiencing. And the truth is when you experience that, it is that joy is contagious. Real joy, real joy compels us to tell someone else what we've experienced. Um, to, to, expl to explain to others, like there's this overflowing, I've got to tell you about this thing, that this joy that I've experienced. It compels us. Um, and the shepherds are just one biblical example of people who experience joy uh, throughout, throughout the scriptures. When God moved on their behalf, they experienced joy, and it was contagious. That our, our time is, is done for uh, uh, week three and joy, but know today you can experience joy. And when you experience that true joy, that true peace, that God is in the midst of that, and that you will be compelled to tell others about what you've experienced. It tells us in how it works uh, that we, we'll, ex we'll share our experience, strength, and hope. If, if you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, we're going to tell you. We have a message. It tells us in the 12th step, um, a message to share. That, you know, having had a spiritual awakening as the result, um, a result in NA, uh, we will carry this message to others. We'll be compelled to. We have this joy. How could we not share it with others? So experience the joy that comes from the season of Advent. We thank you so much for coming to Studio RC. We encourage you, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share this uh, with someone who, who might need to experience joy or be encouraged by joy. And uh, we just thank you for being a part of this. And we just want to continue to get the word out and to encourage our friends uh, in recovery as well as those with faith to uh, continue to just focus on the things that will draw them closer uh, to, to Jesus. So we thank you. And uh, remember, Studio RC, 12 steps, one goal. God bless, and we'll see you next week, week four, our last week, as we, uh, as we take a look at love. Goodbye.